live from the Macaroni Mansion, fe featuring Vinny Paz, it's the Brawl Street Breakdown! <laughs> I mean, a lot of mercy. Follow me, you know. This is episode 34 of the Broad Street Breakdown. My name is Vinny Paz. I'm with my co-Ds, the sicko, the professor, the OG. Um, let me see here. Broad Street Breakdown is being brought to you by Crescent Street Tattoo, 4371 Crescent Street, Philly, PA. CrescentStreetTattoo.com. And by No Slam Dancing, No Stage Diving, No Spikes. An oral history of the legendary City Gardens, written by Miss Amy Yates Wolfing and Stevie Puerto Rico. Hello. Check them out on Facebook at No Slam Dancing, on IG No Slam Dancing Book. Gentlemen, we are back again for Thursday's episode of our little gimmick here. Party. <laughs> Does anyone have anything to say for themselves? I'm working on, uh, we've talked about this before, Freddie Alva's book, Urban Styles, and it's uh, about graffiti in New York hardcore, and we're getting close to the end. We're almost done with all the editing, getting ready to go into production, the actual making of the book, so. Good for you. That's what I've been immersed in all week. Good for you. Professor, you look like you're chomping at the bit. <laughs> it's OG trying to look at my shit. I got to write it in code now. Oh. <laughs> Not right. the code. Yeah. Because I'm working all day for me, mates. Nice. That's what I'm up to. You were no-selling that? The Cox bar? Yeah. No, so. Kickspur? It was okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> You're me, mate. I'm working for you. I'm with you. My man. OG? I ain't got nothing, man. Me neither, man. There's, you know, I don't know if you've noticed it, but there's been a proliferation on the uh, Twitter. I don't know what that means. We have Big word. A lot of new Twitter accounts have popped up. There's some, uh, I don't know if we'd say friends of ours, but folks who have made an appearance on the show. Well, uh, uh, look, uh, they, they hear themselves get pit over on the show, and then they figure they'll build a s social media following, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? They know that... It's the kids are trying to cash in. Yeah, Philomino tried to cash in, and it's working out for him. It is working out then for we, well, the, Uber the Gary. We got two oh, wow. Uber Garys, two, yeah. and uh, they got heat, apparently. Look, Something man, suspicious about I don't know which one's real, which one's not. But look, <laughs> a wise man once said, man, there can only be one. Yeah, pretty much. So, you know... You you got to show your ass both literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, well, you might have to show your wang too to me. <laughs> I'll decide. So you're telling me you could tell who the real Uber Gary is? I know which wang hooks which way. Usually <laughs> hooks right about midway through. I like um. I know. Go right that which, say it again. What was it? I don't remember. I know which way the wang turns. I know which way which wang wang hooks. Because you don't forget, I was in the front seat with Uber Gary, so I saw a lot more than you guys saw in the back seat. Ah, oh, man. I, I wasn't there. I like Bike Stop Gary better than Sassy Gary. <laughs> I think I'm a Sassy Gary man. Me too. I think I am too. Anybody else? Uh, uh, there's a sad Ian that, that popped up. Alligators. Alligators. <laughs> she's, she's trifling. Allie's trifling. What she's trying, trying to get it, too. What I'm trying to say is, though, she's trying to live off the shine that we... Yeah, I knew she would do that, though. You know what I mean? 
she's trying to pick up some of our of our waves, man. She's trying to soak up our waves because right. we're wavy. I'm trying to draw sad sick. Just say, are you drawing me now? <laughs> Holy shit, that's Fuck, great. Fuck, man, hasn't there been enough of that? No. Sicko. We're back to drawing Pablo's. It's not. It's not sad enough. I, I'm not done. All right. <laughs> I have. A, I have an idea. I have a concept. All right. Fuck. So, um, yeah, the, the idea of South Street um, came up. Uh, we all, four, all four, four of us, us have such a history with that little strip of road. Yeah, Sicko, do you want to explain to non-Philadelphians South Street? I don't... Uh, as f- South Street... Uh, then and now, I suppose. Yeah, where do every, all the hippies meet? South Street, South Street. So obviously from the song, it's been a, a happening sort of thing since at least the 60s. It probably goes back even further than that. It's always been known as a hate in the back in the day. It was a haven for weirdos, artist, artistic type people. When we came along in the eighties, it was very punk rock. You had some of the greatest skate shops, skateboard shops, record stores. Um, it was grimy as fuck. Too. It was grimy as fuck, and it was just. It, oh, one of the best ways I heard it described, if you're kind, if you're from the East Coast, you'll get this. It's like uh, the it's like the shore. It's like the boardwalk without an actual beach or ocean. It's like yeah, I mean, fashion. There were stores there that you'd never saw any of that clothes ever. Right. It was a lot of independent shopping to be done, like and like cool shit back in the day. And then there was always like a few certain areas of it. That belong to people. Like if you went down to the fountain, um, in that Headhunter Square, like yeah. on Second Street. Yeah. Like like when I started hanging out there, that's where all the punks hung out. And yeah. Then for a time, is that what they call that Headhunter Square? Headhouse Row or something? Is that Headhouse Square? Headhouse Square. Yeah. Headhunters Row. Yeah. Whatever. It's where they slaughter people back in the uh, colonial times. Yeah. I'm not mad at you. <clears throat> so for me. Like, I vividly remember the first time I ever went there as, like, a little, little kid. I went with an aunt of mine um, before I was hip to anything, before I even was conscious of music or anything like that. And I just remember it being kind of like this this awesome place. I didn't understand it, but it was, like, it was really cool. And then when I was uh, probably about 12 or 13, I started going down there regularly because... I went looking for records and a dude I hung out with, an older head who, who hit me to stuff, was like, oh, you you want to buy records? This is a place to go. And there were places like Chaos Records down there. Even the, the Tower Records down there was always really cool because you could find shit. Absolutely. Even though it was a big chain, you could still, you could find shit. You could find, like I bought, <clears throat> I don't know how many like this, like I bought the, the Minor Threat, you know, the two sevens on a 12 down there which if you think about it nowadays that's kind of crazy um and it was just a cool place to hang out gavin spent many many years working there i actually had an apartment on south street for a couple of years that's where i met my wife um i did some things in that apartment <clears throat> we all did some things in that apartment then i know <laughs> <laughs> looking at the sadie in picture it's 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 stupid sicko. <laughs> this picture's brilliant. Books, he says on his shirt. It's great. 
Uh, I wish I could live feed that right now. Ahem. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> pretty good, Steve. Yeah, that's think? great. It's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, Tower didn't even come for a while, though. Before there, you had... Uh, yeah, because that's was, where Skins was. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I had... Well, Skins moved. Yeah. But, I mean, they had the... There was before, like, people did shit on the front of their stores. I mean, Skins had their shit painted all the way up to the three stories. Right, where there was, right. Like, wow. Right. You know, you had Skins, you had uh, Spike Skates. Yeah, yeah. You had Zipperhead. Zipperhead was I mean, that's where it, that's the only place you could get T-shirts for a while, all them spots. Yeah. Zipperhead, I remember I got a Fuck Racism shirt at Zipperhead. And just, first off, owning it was... was I, I saw that shirt, my fucking skull exploded. I, I, I was like, this is the illest shirt I ever saw. And, uh, that, you know, when you're 11 or 12, that's not really popping. Yeah. Having that shit I actually shirt. once got thrown out of the food court in um, uh, Liberty Place for wearing a fuck racism shirt. They told me I had to leave and I couldn't wear it. I got, uh, I was told to leave or turn it inside out in a pizza spot. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the same thing. Um we um I mean we all have stories we all have like we one 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 of my favorite memories <clears throat> um I I think I had either just started living down there or was close to it but like we used to go down all the time we'd always meet up with the lost children of Babylon guys yeah of course and I mean there were mad times where I would just sit around and watch all you guys rhyme like just in a parking lot literally drinking forties out of brown paper bags yeah I, I mean i definitely honed my craft there you yeah. know what i mean it, it's, it was like love park and south street in terms of and what was that spot the hip-hop so bb uh well there B-boy was club there was um you had uh um layup you had funkadelphia and you had um uh i can't remember the third place where cosmo was always at which is um, where you were talking about uh, where the cobblestone is on second, where the Wawa is now that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, over there, there was another store back buried in there. That's where I used to get my G-Boda Pro and uh, G-Boda Pro tapes. Um, but yeah, f- uh, Funko, um, yeah, Funkadelphia. And the layup. Where was the spot where we met Legion at? That was layup. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Gavin was... What, the. You were working at Tower first? Yeah, I started at Tower in 94. Right. That was the first place I worked on South Street. And then... <clears throat> what was the spot across from the street? The little indie spot. Rock and Roll Claws. Yeah, yeah. I bought mad shit in there, too, too, over too. the years. Because they had cassettes to, like, yeah. the very end, so that's yeah. where I was buying shit, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, We have one really funny story that you and Pablo should tell about my apartment. And he's uh, <clears throat> walking in on an unexpected surprise one night. Well, you, I, were, you, I, were, you were living <clears throat> on top of... Uh, the spot you were working, and I believe your boss, where you were working, also was renting you the place. Is that correct? Yes. No? I lived on the second floor. And he lived on, he the, lived third. on the third. So you, the, the stairs were mad narrow and mad steep. And no light. And yeah, no light. 
and uh, he had, I be, it was definitely two. It might have been three. He had two pit two bulls. Two giant pit bulls. Yeah. Yeah, so, friendly. They're friendly dogs. Yeah. <laughs> they were very friendly. I got along swimmingly with them. I think we went in. He had this thing where, so what would happen? What, what had happened was I would work, and I'd usually work till pretty late. We stayed open pretty late. And Pablo and Vinny and uh, whoever else whoever else was around at the time <clears throat> would show up eh, like a normal time like seven eight o'clock and it got to a point where it was like wouldn't even say not and you'd stick your head in, and i just toss my keys to you and you'd go right up to the apartment and start drinking or whatever and i just meet you when i'd get done and my boss would do the had this thing when he was getting ready to walk the dogs he let them out of his apartment and he'd leave them in the hallway and do whatever, whatever, and then come back and get them and take them out for a walk. So one night, I was working. You guys came down. Three of the keys. You opened the door. What happened? No, 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 no. <clears throat> so we got the keys, and then we went up to your, your apartment. We started drinking, just waiting for you to get off work. So I think what happened was, so then you got off work, you came up, and then we just fucking all you know rounded the troops up. And then we were getting ready to go out for the night. To go, I think we we're going to go around the corner to that uh, Tritone, Tribeca, or what was that? Yeah, Tri. Well, Tritone tri was on like 13th and South. Well, yeah, that was further up. What was the one right around the corner? That did the reggae in the basement? Oh, uh, low Philos. Philos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think yeah, we're going there. Whatever. Bad. So we're already we're all you know drunk. We're geared up for the night. So me and Vin leave first at a sicko's apartment. So we open up. It's fucking pitch dark in the hallway. So we go out in the hallway. We shut the door. We turn the light on. And at the bottom of the steps, these two fucking pipples looking at us. <laughs> Me and Vin look at each other. The pipples look at each other and just start making a fucking break for us. Like up these steps. And Vin and I did like the typical sitcom. Like, oh, we were like fumbling for like Sicko's door. We can't get Sicko's door open. Dogs in the hallway. We're like, and we fucking just open the door somehow. And we fucking run in the room. And slam the door, and these dogs are just like, woo, 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 woo. and we just start like <laughs> looking at each other, just like laughing hysterically, because like we almost got killed by these dogs. Oh. Yo, I was ready to pit Pablo in front of the Yeah, he was dogs, gonna yeah, push me down the steps. <laughs> Human shield. <laughs> like, look, man, there's no, there's no sense for both of us to get eaten here. So I mean, someone's. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you had a burgeoning career. This fuck wasn't doing nothing. He so. wasn't married or or had kids yet. If so somebody's got to be sacrificed. If you looked at the two of us then and look who's got more promise yeah I mean, i'm puppy chow you know what i mean yeah that was that's one of my favorite memories it's one of the funniest nights of my life oh my god yeah. the look on your two faces was fucking those dogs were as shocked as we were but they were like fuck it <laughs> but they recovered quicker yeah, than yeah, you yeah, and yeah. They, I'm they got their dog dogs on. man like obviously not all but certain breeds scare the shit out of me just yeah. just because some of our um um their temperaments you don't know. Sure. Who, you know what well, I'm any strange dog that you don't know. Yeah, that's what I mean. And so. then these things were fucking monster pit bulls. They were not, you know, they were, I mean, they were sweethearts and they had great temperaments, but... Uh, I mean, they but I mean, if you're a stranger in their territory, they're gonna do what pit bulls do. When they were coming after me and Pablo, they didn't look too. They saw friendly. one hot dog and one hamburger. Yeah, yeah like fucking... the cartoon. Game. Yeah, yeah, like the like the Bugs Bunny John. South Street was awesome for me because it was it was an eye opener. Like 
we took the L down, which is something we I wasn't allowed to do. So I actually snuck down there, taking the trial and the L. And then once we got there, you were just like, holy shit, there's a culture going on. And that's where you met, like, for real punk rockers, like, I may be rich, but I hate my parents, so I'm living on the street. And you're like, holy shit, like, there's dudes that are living this punk rock lifestyle for real, man. Like, bad tattoos. Yeah. Dope clothes, though. Like, yeah, dope it, punk clothes. Like, it was dirt bags galore. Dirt bags, man. And you had you had some some bars that would do punk and hardcore shows, like Dobbs was probably the one that did the most in our era of like all ages hardcore shows and they did matinees sometimes. When did they start? I mean they they Gosh. were around for a long time. But um as far as I, I don't honestly know when they started doing anything that was like what we were into. I know they did a lot of like Philly, like Robert Hazard and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Ken Queter and yeah. Shit like oh that. Jesus, George Thurgood played there a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <clears throat> a long, some point in the eighties, Bef- before he had national hits, you mean, or well, or both. Thurgood's a weird thing because he was big around here for a lot longer bef- than he had. Yeah, nationally, right? Yeah. So he was pretty known around here fairly early on. Um, so. I, I seem to remember he would do like three nights in a row at the, like a weekend residency right, kind right, of right. stuff. Yeah, and, like uh, Thursday, Friday, yeah, Saturday, or something. Yeah, and um, so he's a weird one because I think our our view of him is a little bit skewed. Uh, yes, because he was so local to the area. Yeah, and um, you know, like the local radio stations to this day still play him mm-hmm. quite a bit. So I think our our opinion of him might differ from what the national opinion was yeah i think he didn't hit until you know mtv and bad to the bone when he was in that video with um, i want to tell you hunter uh, (laughs) bad yes he's playing pool with bo diddley yeah that was an early mtv kind of hit but he was around for years previous to that around here right and was was sort of a big local yeah was eaten yeah, 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 yeah. One of my favorite memories of South Street uh, when I had lived there was when me and you went and met Clive Barker yes. at Tower Books. Tower Books in store. Um, I, I think we're all pretty. We don't get starstruck easily, and uh, it was kind of one of those things. We knew it was going to be a big deal. Um, we were like the first four in line too, right? Because I lived like two blocks away, so I just fucking kept scoping out the area, and I waited till I saw like the first person wait in line. I was like, all right, then I posted up and just waited for Pablo to come. And I mean, I you know, I'm just sitting there, and Pablo rolls up. I think he had every fucking Clive Barker book ever written to that point. I, I was down the shore that weekend too, and I actually came back from the shore. Right to South Street. Oh yeah, yeah I don't remember that. Yeah. And he signed all published, and I and I went up with him, and he's like, "Would you like me to sign anything?" And I was like, "I don't know." I was like, "But I do want to show you this," and I did like the corniest thing ever. I have on my right shoulder, I have a tattoo of a Magica. The book. The Co- book. cover it right. Yeah, the cover of a Magica, huh. and I showed it to him, and he kind of bugged out. He was like, "Oh, that's really cool." Word, word. Well, so I didn't find out till years later. So I did the same thing as he was signing my books. I was like, Clive, I just want to show you yeah. my Hellraiser tattoo and my Gates of Midian tattoo, which is on my lower back. 
And someone else, the person that was next to me in line, Bean, was, told me years later, he's like, you know, you, you turned around, he, he turned to his buddy and goes, oh, Gates of Midian by your ass, how Freudian. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. By your arse. He's like, oh, Gates of Midian by your arse, nice. how Freudian. And then later that day, I have I had a funny story. So the, the you're telling the, the gimmick gang you have a tramp stamp, right? I do. Right. Clive tramp stamp. I mean... I um you I work. You want to see it? Private message me. I worked at this coffee <laughs> shop. Jesus, <laughs> who knows what he's got going on in his I private messages? No, I don't. Yeah, right? <laughs> Can you imagine? No, I'm so I'm half wrapped up in his sick mind and half wrapped up in your portrait of sicko that you're drawing. <laughs> I mean, that could pay for the whole year of podcast. We sell that picture. I Jesus agree. Christ, a tattoo. You just put the tattoo on him too. It's fucking awesome. It's a, Fucking awesome! That will be burnt before the night. I is love over. that fucking thing. I'll pay for it. What do you want for it? Um, I better get a commission. I better. What get happened? A at, what it. happened after this in store? So, um, right next to the coffee shop Yours. that I worked at, okay. there was this Italian restaurant owned by a, like an Italian family from Italy. Sounds like an Italian restaurant to me. And so it, this guy's got jokes. So it was like these two brothers who are fucking just gigantic they're monsters and uh what they would do is they would just get drunk and fight each other all the time every day and then everyone would be like oh i fucking love you like big hugs and everything what kind of fucking accent was that i don't know it was like it came out of nowhere hey, it was like an irish it was like an irish bro so uh, they had this sister. He was like, hey, I'm Hansel and Gretel. I don't even know how to comment to that. They had this sister, and her name was Titiana. Titsy? Titiana's? T-I's, and she had, she had a rack. She was gorgeous. So um, they had this like sort of back deck that overlooked my window or whatever, and I would go over and hang out with them all the time. And I was sitting there later that night, and we were all sitting around drinking, and we were pretty bombed on some wine. And the two brothers started fighting down below, and then all of a sudden it got quiet, and the next thing I know, we're like up on the, the third floor. Next thing I know, this fucking hand comes over the railing, and the brother had scaled the wall to get to the, and the other brother comes in the house, and they just start fucking brawling, and they go tumbling down the steps, fucking, it's like a cartoon, like, like a fucking circle, and they beat the shit out of each other, and that just went, and then the next morning, everybody was all best friends again. And that ties into next across the street, I which wish is Lorenzo. Beat Sicko up. That nope. ties into what's across the street, which is Lorenzo's Pizza, which is might be the best uh, pizza in the city. But man, do you pay for it? Every Fourth of July, Papa Lorenzo will come out with his fucking forty-four and just buck shots in the air. I mean, you don't have to. Happy re- America. It, it doesn't have to be July Fourth for him to pull yeah, out the forty-four. Yeah, wow. But that's a good pizza. The Ishka Bibbles is banging, but they're rude as fuck too. They make awesome cheesesteaks. Chicken yeah. cheesesteaks. Their cheesesteaks are pretty good too. The regular um, cheesesteaks. Nah. Gavin beat up plenty of people in tower. What happened when... What was the setup to the story where the doors were locked? Now you just can't into, leave. It turned into Thunderdome in there. What, what, am I mixing something up? No, I think I told that I think you told that story before. Okay. That was with the... Um, Bob? Bob, my Muslim nation Bob? Islam friend. Right, right. Yeah, you did tell <clears> There that. was a lot of in-stores on South Street with Tower Books and Tower Records. Where Howard Stern did his in-store and practically shut the fucking street down. Yeah, it was mayhem. And you're saying Ozzy wasn't at that one, Jeff? He was in the Northeast. He wasn't on the okay. South Street. 
Yeah, I was in uh, a lot of riots. There was a lot of riots on South Street that I was in. <laughs> Literal in. Ri- riots. Um, not. I'm not exaggerating. Real riots. I've probably been in um, conservatively ten. <laughs> um, I saw a guy get shot in front of the McDonald's. I had a knife pulled on me two separate times. Um, yeah, I was I was exposed to a lot of the not so cool aspect of yeah. <laughs> yeah there was sort of a dark uh, yeah undertone to a lot of South Street, and I was definitely a part of that and uh, worked in and experienced a lot of that. I saw a lot of that, too, because I also worked in a lot of the bars on South Street. Right. One of them being an infamous place where a lot of people hung out. And I never had any trouble with them because I provided things for them. And we'll just leave it at that. Let's mm-hmm. leave it at that, shall But we? I saw them do some fucked up shit in this bar. I seen the... Like, I seen... Many people get stabbed. I remember I was bar back at one night, and I got told by my manager that I had to go into the bathroom and break up this threesome that was going on with this one biker dude and these two, like two of the ugliest women I've ever known. Oh, gigantic, huge, dirty, nasty women. And I walked in, and they're like, they're just throwing down in this disgusting toilet, and I'm just like, you know what? Have at it. And I just turned and walked away because I was not getting involved. I'm a little bit sick. And That's yeah. gross. Remember when we fucking, I think you were with us. I know it was definitely me and you in your Pathfinder. We were just like going out. I had nothing to do. We were heading down that way. And we were going through, I think we were driving through Southwest Philly. And we we're like, man, there's a lot of like traffic. And even, even for like a Friday night, there's a lot going on. And we got down to the South Street area. We parked a ways away, and we're walking. And we didn't realize nothing. We turned the fucking corner, and we were right in the middle of the Greek picnic. Oh, yeah, I was there. Which was a thing that I don't know if it happens elsewhere, but here in Philly, it's like black well, fraternities. It, it, it it's originated in Atlanta. Yeah, and it still happens in Atlanta, well, Atla- I think. The freak well, Atlanta... Um, I don't know on what level it still happens in Atlanta, but Atlanta threw them out. So, so what it is is black frater- uh, fraternities from across the country meet in a specific um, city. City, or yeah. So Atlanta was the city when Atlanta threw stopped having the picnic. They started having it here, yeah, Fairmount Park. Right. So what it is is it's. A, a picnic during the day, which there's never a problem, but at night there is uh, there was a converge on the South Street with a mix of people who were who were at the picnic, but also a lot of people from Camden and a lot of people from North Philly and a lot of people from all over the fucking place would converge onto this one strip, which was South Street, and for the first uh, I would say the first 
four or five years, yes. the police did not know how to handle it yeah. on any level. I, of course, was in the thick of it. Yeah. Working and yeah. surviving. and. <laughs> Why well, we used to have parties at my apartment because, like, you couldn't go anywhere. So it would be like, you know. Just watch the fucking shit and, show happen. Yeah. Come and get shut in at my place. We can go up on the roof. We used to go up on the roof and throw shit at people. And they'd have <laughs> yeah, I mean, every year was the same thing. That was my favorite part. We'd yeah. eventually get enough guff to go onto the street. Guff. Guff, he says. We walked the street just to see what was going on, and usually, like, two hours would go by, and then someone would yell, gun, and then literally the whole street would run towards you. Stampede. Like, 200, 400 people just running towards you, and you'd have to do the gimmick where you would get in front of the telephone pole and stand there and watch everyone run past yeah, you, yeah. and then you'd bounce and just hope that they were just talking shit and there was no gun. Cause it, you know, I was never in... I was never down there for the Greek and didn't have someone yell gun. Right. Never. Every year. Every, every year. Yeah. I mean, you would hear shots. You yeah. would hear you would hear popping off. I was working a tower, so this is mm, summer of ninety five. Um was it in the summer that the Greek was? Had Whenever to be. Had to be. Yeah, because everyone's all uh Yeah. Yeah. I'm standing in the doorway of tower. So there was like, when you would go into the front door, there was a little bit of a... A foyer? An alcove? What was that called? Like the sidewalk is here and the doors are here. There's there's the two glass things were here. Like a mezzanine almost? Yeah, yeah. So there's this area that we used to stand and smoke cigarettes and kind of hang out and watch stuff. So I was maybe three steps away from the crowd smoking a cigarette in the corner and I mean the street you could not fit another fucking person on the street itself but I was cool in this little corner yeah I'm just kind of watching so two doors down where there was a McDonald's at the time somebody shot somebody else and this is not the time I was thinking of that I saw somebody get shot at that same spot this is a different time different time the so the crowd started fucking running up towards from 6th Street up to 7th. Okay. Towers in the middle of that. Yeah. I'm in this little fucking thing. And as the the crowd is running up, a couple of people filter into where you're at, where I'm at. And yeah. when I say a couple people, I would say maybe 50 people <laughs> filtered into this little spot. In the meantime, security at Tower locked the door so nobody could get in. Um, because that was sort of the rule when there was a deal on the street. Yeah, when shit's about to hit the fan, yeah. Not knowing I was out there. So I was like, fuck. So I literally had to punch my way because I was now underneath maybe three people in the corner. I sort of ducked down in the corner, not realizing when when somebody got shot, kind of ducked down. Not realizing that two seconds later there's going to be 50 people in that little right, space. Right, right, I had to punch my way out to get to the, which was two steps away, to get to the door. To show To show the head of security at the time, who was this bad motherfucker. He was able to pry open the door, pull me in, and lock the door again. But literally had to just start swinging. I'm punching women. I'm punching <laughs> yeah, like yeah, whoever yeah. the fuck was in there. Literally had to punch a hole into this little crowd 
in order to get three steps to the front door to get pulled in. <laughs> that night it took us from 6th and South to go to 12th and Lombard, which is literally blocks away. Yeah. Hour and a half yeah. to get, what is that? Fucking six blocks. Yeah. Well, once, Seven they, blocks. Yeah, once they got hip, they the cops started uh, cattle shooting the city. Mm-hmm. So you're... Because what what would happen is the Greek Week was has would you know show off their their cycles or their cars and just cruise, and then that fucked up the city. So then they cattle shoot you. We could only go down one street and up one street and down yeah. one street, and it was fuckery. And like if you were down there on the regular, you were fucked too. So yeah. you were yeah. you were stuck in this cattle shoot if you wanted to go two blocks. Yeah, it was very experimental the way they dealt with it because one year they would do a certain thing, then the next year they realized it didn't work, so they would do another yeah. thing. Like one year they literally roped off. I remember that, yeah. The street itself. Mm-hmm. So everyone was stuck on the sidewalk. So you yeah. had the same amount of people. But in way who less. Couldn't, who couldn't, in way less space. Yeah. So that was fucking even worse. And then it was fucked, man. And by. The, uh, Greek, the Greek weekends were fucking fucked. By like, I, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me. I want to say like 98, they came up with this thing. And it was, it was crazy to watch because it started right in front of my apartment. And I watched it from the window. What they would do is on that block, it was on 2nd Street, which is kind of the, the beginning of South Street. And when they got to the point where they had enough, they would get like six cops on horses, right? And they form a line. And then behind them would be like 20 cops on foot. And in front of the horses would be like almost like these tanks. <clears throat> and they just start. Moving forward, be well, like, they they took it's time to go home and just push the dude who was. It, I may have this story a little bit messed up, but this is the premise of it. The guy who was the police chief at the time then had worked in New York, and he was friends with a the guy who worked in New Orleans, and he said, "This is the way we deal with Mardi Gras. Mm. When we're done, when you're done, this is what we do." And that year, and maybe the year after, Mm -hmm. that's the tactic they used that year. And in all honesty, it worked to get motherfuckers out. Oh, it absolutely worked. Um, Why they stopped doing that, I'm not sure. Um, But you're right. It was about that year. But what happened shortly after that was the Fat Tuesday riot. Don't yeah, know nothing about that. And I wasn't here for that. <sighs> yeah. I had moved. Oh, I was in the thick of that one, too. <laughs> yeah. I, That's the one. That one was worse than any of the Greek weekends. Yeah. That one was a fucking riot. Full on fucking riot. Like busting windows, fucking smashing shit, lighting shit on fire. Full on fucking riot. Yeah, I've taped my one bull on Channel 6, yeah. smashing a window. Remember we were at the crib? Yeah. Watching it live, yeah. we were like, yo, it's... I'm not going to say yeah. who it is. And they were like, they were calling us earlier, like, yo, come down and drink, it's the best. And I'm like, what are you guys doing on South Street? Because they were just not the type of dudes that hang out on South Street. And then, like, I think that's what half of it was, was heads that weren't, you know, punks and skins or whatever, hanging out on South Street and just... Uh, they heard it was a fuckery and you could go at crazy and motherfuckers what? took it to, like, the 10th degree. It had de- the street had definitely started changing previous to that. Yeah. The, the, 
well, once the corporations came in too, and right? Started it fucking stopped being. It started with McDonald's. Yeah. It stopped. It stopped being independently owned businesses and started to become corporate businesses. Mm-hmm. And little by little, it it switched over to the point that. Fuck the last time I was on South Street, the majority of it was was corporate corporate yeah. owned businesses. So it completely changed. Still brought the same amount of people, but a different sort of demographic than it did for years. It wasn't so much independently based anymore. It was more um tourists and bored young people looking for something to do, probably drinking and looking to fight. Yeah. And that was definitely the vibe for the past bunch of years. What I haven't been down there at this point for a while, so I don't know what it's like now. I was just going to ask what I was going to ask that exact question. What is it like now? Is it thriving? Is it is everything I, dead? I don't have any we were actually down there in June for the TLA. At TLA yeah. yeah. And <clears> it, it's bumping, man. Yeah. I mean, it's the new under- crowds in. I think they I think it's just another like uh, I don't want to say Greenwich Village or something, but it's not punk anymore, really. But it's just more like a hip place to be what, and like what, a safe place of the city. where you can, what are, are, are there still stores everywhere? Yeah, what, let, yeah. let me tell you something, man. Whatever the news might portray, or or newspapers, or whatever, whatever, South Street is not. Maybe it is right this second, but it is not a safe place to be. Yeah, it it there there used to be news reports after Greek weekend, for example. They'd be like, oh, there was one incident, fuck, and I would be right there in the middle of it, watching motherfuckers get killed. Right, yeah. and it wasn't reported on any yeah. level because it's bad business. Yeah, yep. Um, it puts a bad fucking vibe on it. And once mid June hits, every Saturday night is like Greek weekend. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I so can co-sign from, that. Yeah. From mid June until end of August. On the weekends, it's a fucking shit show, and you never quite know what you're getting into. Are you it's, guessing it's still like that right now? I can't see how it would. It was be. what it was when we were yeah. there in June. It's all dudes on the crotch rocket bikes, dudes on them four wheeler bikes, oh, like doing the fucking really? wheelies. Yeah, like that's what it is. What? Yeah. And what? It, and what? The thing what of businesses it, are on the street. What? It's not a. It's not so much about. Yeah, it's the, the one place you can loiter, and pretty yeah. much they can't You're do right anything about, that. about so, it. So okay. in, in mid-June, it starts, and then by like the end of July, the cops start getting into the mode of, let's clear this shit out. But you got a good month and a half before anybody starts doing anything about anything. Those first couple weekends, you won't see a cop anywhere. Mm. And then by the end of August, there's cops all over the fucking place. Right. So I don't know if it's like one of those things where there has to be a certain amount of incidents before they put more cops down there yeah. or um, what the, the technicalities of it are. But there have been times where, I'm, where I would be, you know, walking to after work, walking to wherever I was going home or to my car or whatever. Yeah. And being like, yo, some of these motherfuckers are going to get killed. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck are the cops, man? Right. I had been through it so many times, and and I just learned how adapted to it. I knew how to yeah. sort of deal, but and it was weird too, man, because the vibe would ch- like it would be a certain time, like eight o'clock at night, 
And all of a sudden, you would have all these daytime marks down there shopping. Yeah. And they would get caught. And all of a sudden, the fucking mood would change. And they're like, fuck, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, yeah. it was crazy. You'd see motherfuckers from, like, Jersey and stuff scrambling to get the fuck off the street. Right. While everybody, like, the nighttime crowd fucking moved in. Right, you right, know? right. And it was... Oh, man, I like I can't even begin to tell you how much shit I've seen down there. Just bad, bad, not good stuff. Yeah. Yep. And that's not even the tower years. This is the later years. Right, right. This is the repo and uh tattoo shop years. Yeah. As far as um <clears throat> the businesses that are on South Street, it's a lot of well, first of all, they, they repealed some kind of ordinance. So like like every block's got like three like head shops, like weed shops where you buy bongs and shit like that. Really? There's a well, million of them. Yeah, the deal with that for years, years and years and years and years and years, you could not sell any um, supply, like weed supplies on any level on South Street. All of a sudden they changed that. Yep. When they changed it, Fucking oh, all million every block is fucking three or four of them, and then wow. the rest of it is like and cell phone stores. The funny part is they're all owned by the same couple of dudes. Yeah, uh, so they open three on this block, one on this block, two on the next mm -hmm. block, two on the next block, and they own all these fucking places. Mm -hmm. It's a strange fucking. I guess in that volume. You somehow make a profit. Yeah. Yeah. With that said, we're going to take our first break. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Broad Street Breakdown, broadstreetbreakdown.com. One, two, one, two. This is Blackistan, a.k.a. Black and Stanley Kubrick, a.k.a. Black Tufoli, a.k.a. Black and Stanley, a.k.a. Black and Tola Khomeini, a.k.a. Prime Minister Black. And you are now listening to the Broad Street Breakdown. And we're back at the Macaroni Mansion. So I only get the intro like the um Ed McMahon at the at the beginning. Hi yo! Coming hey, you out should of do the, you should do like the late night talk thing. Here no, 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 no. Like from Philadelphia. From Philadelphia. It's David Letterman. Alright, I'm gonna do a super professional one next episode. Now that I know this is what you guys are looking for, I didn't know where you guys were going. Yeah, well, I, like where, I like where you went, and so now we'll take now, it a little bit yeah, further. Now yeah. we'll build off what you already created. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. With you. Uh, Shiko, I believe I will throw it over to you. This might be my finest art piece. So he's not. It's fuck. Oh, I, I never knew how it. good you were. I knew you were a doodler. That's really honest, good. He is really. Uh, I'm. A mark for Gavin for 30 years as a person, but now as an artiste. <laughs> He's quite the artist. I, I hate it. He's Do you really hate it? I hate it. Like what, I wanna, I, and what I hate most yeah. is now I have to get that tattooed on me. I'm getting a shirt made up of that. I think this is better than the other one. It is. We're taking a picture of it, and that's what's what. Yeah. Sicko! Sicko hey, don't DC forget, bands. everybody. Um... If you got questions for the show, if you got suggestions, we're not going to listen to them, but you can always send them. 
um, hit us up through email. Email is info at broadstreetbreakdown.com. That's info at broadstreetbreakdown.com. That's where you send questions for the show, for the people on the show, uh, pretty much any topic. Don't expect to get an answer. We're not going to write you back. That's not what the email address is for. If you got a good question, then maybe it'll make it on the air. So info at broadstreetbreakdown.com. Do all the iTunes stuff. Go to iTunes. Download, download, download. Uh, write reviews for us if you could possibly be so kind. Subscribe. Subscribe. That's a big thing. And help us put help us pit the uh, the social media over. If you, if you like our our pages, our Twitter, you know, tell tell your friends to follow us. We're on Facebook, BroadStreetBreakdown.com, Twitter, BSB Radio One, the whole deal. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Go like the f- Facebook page. Yeah, go like us. Tell your friends to like us. Tell everybody that you enjoy us and tell them they should listen. We like you. Word association, Vin, I need a direction. You want to start? I'll go. I haven't gone oh, first. Oh, we're going to do that Amazing. Way. All right, Jeffrey, I'm going to throw Rudy Ray Moore at you. Dolomite. Yeah. That's what pops in my head. Who goes next? The human tornado. Nice, Vinny. Um, there, there's arguments from some people. It's incorrect, but that he was the first rapper. I, yeah, yes and no. Uh, Jeffrey Daniel Bryant. He'll work again. He will work. <laughs> that was like a Karnak. My, <laughs> I like it. My uh, mine is super similar to Gavin's in in that I was gonna say his it's his whole thing has been a work. The injury has been a work. You've but been saying that, yeah. So it'll it'll come to fruition. We'll look like geniuses as always. Uh, great worker. Um, not so much on the mic. Work his ass off, crazy. Seems like a nice guy. Too. Yeah, seems like a good dude. Jeffrey, Sisters of Mercy. Black Planet. Pablo. <laughs> Our fag band. Jeez. <laughs> skate oh, I mean, skate Betty. Nobody skate says oh. that anymore. No one says that. No. But we all know what you mean. You all dance anything. Go ahead. I, I like that. All right. Vinny. Um, Sisters of Mercy. No sold. No sell them, but uh, one of those bands that I was forced to hear because of my environment. I'm just going to say, hey, now, hey, now, now. I like them. (laughs) I like them as well. I like anything about the planet being black and dark and cloudy. Take this corrosion from me. Yes. Jeffrey, verbal assault. I listened to them today. Did you? Did you? <laughs> the song uh, "Leeches," I think, is the song I listened to. Yeah. Pablo. Verbal assault. Come simple to the mix. The words were wrong. But or they were air off. He's trying. Give him, give him an E for effort. Verbal assault, hard as nails. Yeah. 
I, strangely enough, my favorite song by them is like the most pussy song they ever did. The one with the fucking piano. You oh, might have been shit. verbal abuse I'm thinking of. I think you are. Yeah. I you know what? I might be too. Because yeah. Yeah. who's verbal assault? Tell, hit me again. Um, Trial is like the the album that they're known for. No, they not what label? I couldn't even. Tell nah, you. I'm uh, thinking verbal, of verbal abuse. Uh, Look it up, P. Yeah. Verbal abuse is the, the bad. The song that I'm hard. thinking of yeah. that yeah. I love is uh, you are scared. So am I. So am no, I. That's not it. I'm not up on that. I like that band. I like that band. I do I love verbal abuse. I love that Pablo butchered a lyric. And all the hip hop has, please. Boo. Let him hear. Yeah. Jeffrey, the band 108. Oh, my. That would be the number 108. See, I'm. here's the thing I never heard a note that they played. Me neither. I'm trying to be diplomatic in life and on the podcast and not talk shit. PMA. Whatever. I cannot stress enough how much that is not for me. If I tell you that that's not for me, times that by <laughs> fucking 10,000, and that's how much it's not for me. I have a lot of things I want to say that I'm not going to say. PMA. PMA. I'm not mad at that. Neither am I. I've actually I've never heard He's of a I don't even man. know what their deal is. Like what That's not my personally Bag. me. Yeah. That's not my hardcore. That's not punk rock to me. That's not no, thank you. In my mind Oh, I want to say so much stuff. In my mind <laughs> I'm seeing like like the like, would you say they're a Christian? They were a Krishna? They were in on the Krishna thing? That's okay. what the 108 is. Okay, then I hate that. Just on general principle? Their name comes from the number of beads on the Japamala or yeah. mantra counting beads. Yeah, see, I got no time. Mantra punch yatra equals tantra. Is that is that actually your answer? Is that your? I mean, we are, we just talked for ten hours about it. Are we still gonna go around the round table. Then, uh, Victor Cara was mad cool to me when I was young. Rob Fish, the singer, if I ever see him, is getting punched in his face on sight. Oh, word! Super disrespectful. When I was mad young, when he was in Release and Resurrection. If you're a dick to a 12 or 13 year old kid, you're an asshole and you deserve a punch in the face. I never heard that. So as an adult, if I ever see him, he'll get rocked. And I brought this up to a friend of mine who's in a huge hardcore band. And he was like, I met that dude and this is in another state. And he was like, he was a fucking asshole. Wow. So it wasn't an instance where... Um, Called him at a bad time. I caught him at a bad right, time right. or something. But Vic from 108, uh, not only was he mad cool to me, but uh, before JMT, uh, Stoop and I were called Soulcraft, which is a bad brain song. And Vic uh, put that in my mind that that would be a cool name for a group. So, As far as the music, were you in? Yeah, I'm a fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Riff, riffs all day. Yeah, I'm I, a sucker for riffs. I've literally never heard a note. Me I neither. I can't tell you me what neither. they sound like or anything. Jeffrey, Kurt Angle. Oh, he's going to make me mad. <laughs> mm, 
brilliant worker. I like. Brilliant on the mic. I like. I think that his injuries and issues have sort of um, tarnished his legacy. Olympic champion hit on Robin. I did not know that. Yes. Hard. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Was she digging it? No. (laughs) Which was strange. Um, She likes a muscular man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brilliant worker. His mic work as a heel with Vince is some of the funniest shit ever, ever, ever in the history of the biz. Um, He might crack my top 10 all time. Really? Yes. All right. Jeffrey, a a good close personal friend of Vinny Paz's, Danny Bonaducci. Jeez. Danny Bonaducci. Um, Any run-ins with him? Yeah, but... uh, Today. Fuck. Danny Bonaducci. Partridge Family. (laughs) The sister on the Partridge Family at the time was super attractive. What does it Susan no. Day? Susan Day. That's not Danny Bonaduccio. Oh my gosh. He's gonna punch you in the fucking nose. He's drawing on his attractive on LA Law. She's alright. Yes. Sure. Pablo, right. Danny Bonaducci. I've heard nothing but bad things about him <laughs> in Philadelphia. <laughs> Vinny. Uh echo Pablo's sentiment and he thinks he's tough. I have two Danny Bonaducci stories. I'm gonna tell them real quick. In nineteen ninety What a coincidence. They're in the Word association, and you have stories? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I worked at a a Wawa near where he grew up, and he would come in all the time. And this was at the height of a feud between him and our friend Howard. Mm -hmm. And he would come into that Wawa, and we fucking, we tormented him, like, belligerently, would Mark and, Mattioli have been helping you? the person who led the charge is a very old friend of yours, Mark <laughs> Mattioli, who I miss dearly. And the other one was working at the bar in Old City. This is like two or three years ago um, when he last did his radio show in Philly before he moved. He lived in Old City. Yeah, yeah, I remember. He lived literally around the corner. Right. So he would get done his show in the morning and he'd come to our bar. Uh-huh. And... He was a jerk off, and he would bum cigarettes off of everybody. He would bum cigarettes off of me. I'd be the only one that early uh-huh. in that would have cigarettes, which annoyed the fuck out of me. Yeah. So one night he came in at night, and my wife was there, and we were drinking. She was bombed. I was like buzzed, and Dan. It was a full bar, and Danny went to each person. Can I bum a cigarette? Can I bum a cigarette? And he gets to my wife, and she just looks at him. She's like. Look, Danny fucking Partridge, I don't give a fuck who you are. 
You're not getting a fucking cigarette. You got a job. Go buy a pack of cigarettes. And the whole bar went, Woo! Wow. Woo! Why, why wasn't he buying smokes? What the fuck's the deal with that? Yeah, fuck. He's, it was one of those, oh, I don't smoke. I quit smoking. Can I, can I buy yeah, yeah, I only yeah. smoke when I drink. Yeah. Uh, he's one of those jerk-offs. All right, then. So there you go. Uh, Jeffrey, the alligators. I feel like we talked about them on Tuesday, didn't we? I think we did. What a coincidence. They're good. <laughs> I like them. Okay. Pablo? Didn't they play Disney? Oh, too soon? <laughs> <laughs> I, that was actually okay. I, I, I liked this too soon. Yeah, I, I liked it too soon. <laughs> he he said too soon as if the joke exploded. <laughs> yeah, the crowd. Right. Yeah. We all went, ooh. The crowd, right, the crowd right. turned on me right. that, that quickly. Vinny, the alligator. Uh, as Gavin said on Tuesday, that they didn't get enough recognition. I wouldn't be aware of them if he wasn't like, yo, Roger's other band. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, the disasters. He's like, no, 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 no. His other... So I have the same exact story. I, I, I'm I'm not very sure why it every person doesn't know it and love it, yeah. but they fucking rule. So good. I only know it from Gavin. And I sort of, I have sort, I think I remember a, a little while back, Roger posting something about getting together with the alligators and doing another record i don't know if anything came of it nice what i'm going to say is uh alligators is my favorite twitter account nice and that would be alligators uh jeffrey fat beats the record store i don't know what that is (laughs) i I love when that's his answer it doesn't matter what it's applies to I remember doing an in- Vinny doing an Insta he there. He was about to say, I, I remember, remember doing an Insta like, He He was doing it. <laughs> I saw some autographs that day. Do you remember in Bal- the show in Baltimore where he just fucking sat down at the table next to, I think it was Dez, and like Dez was like signing shit, and I, he I might have been there. This boy asked and for people, my autograph. People were like putting shit in front when he was rocking the Andre Agassi look, and people, he's like, he's like, okay, I'll sign this. Yeah, I mean. Them shits are going for like 100 on eBay. This motherfucker. But anyway, Vinny, Fat Beats. I didn't even fucking get a chance to answer. Jeff, why is he even asking me? Because you were going to tell his story. Uh, no, I got nothing to say now. F you. I'm, I'm boycotting <laughs> the rest of the World Association. How you like that? <laughs> oh, man. Wow, look, man. You disrespected professor. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. Please don't be mad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, man. He just did the equivalent of turning his back on. Uh, Fat Beats is groundbreaking The the distribution At one point they had um, New York, LA, Tokyo And Denmark uh, Responsible for so many people's careers Uh, Eclipse DJ Eclipse, Q Unique, Bill Bill, All worked at in New York at one time It it was uh, The the epitome of counterculture. I remember when we first started pushing your record, like one of the biggest accomplishments was when like Fat Beats agreed to carry. Yeah, record. absolutely. We were like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All good dudes there too. Jeffrey, Jesse Ventura. Well, he was in the East West Connection. Oh, he was the body. He was the governor. He's fucking brilliant promo 
and I mean after wrestling. Mm-hmm. At one point, he was, for some reason, he was in the news a lot, and he grew out the sides of his hair. <laughs> he had a salad. Dyed it black. Yeah. <laughs> the salad. Had it out like this. Yeah. And grew a goatee that was longer than mine. Yes. And and pitted in two braids. Looked like a fucking maniac. Yeah. His salad And was, was talking about... Like nine, nine like eleven stuff. And, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but the but nine and eleven these, being an inside these job. Square straight news motherfuckers had to talk to fucking freak show Jesse Ventura <laughs> yeah. via satellite. Yeah. Um I read one of his books, which was good. Mm-hmm. Uh that's it. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Heavy. Uh, j- br- brilliant promos, but proved by getting into the governor's mansion in Minnesota how true our everything is a work statement really is, and used Carney to get there. Nice, yeah, perfect. <coughs> Jeffrey Billy Milano. Well, yeah. He did that SOD record. That shit was good when I was like 12. He, I, okay, I got a story. When I was a kid, I saw MOD play one of the best shows I've ever seen to this day. At the Troc? Yeah. With Exodus? Yeah. In the middle of like a huge snowstorm? Yeah. I was there. Uh, I got pinched going in. Because I had some gimmicks in my army jacket. Of course. Somehow, as a... Per- now, what kid. year was that? I'm 88. going to say 80. It had to be 88. Yeah, because Exodus was touring the, the first album. Bonded by Blood. No, the first album with the jerk-off singer. Oh, After Paul. Yeah. Sousa. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, the Cannibal record. 80, 88? So um, I would have been... 15. In the winter of 80, I was 15. Somehow, at 15 years old, talked the guy working the door to still let me in. Um, I remember it being a brilliant show. Holy it, it was a great huh? show. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd like to argue with you, but... he I remember he did the entire show from the crowd and the balcony. Yep. I remember that. And and murdering like metal kids on the floor. Yeah. Like steamrolling them. Yeah. <coughs> like that. Pablo. He did the gimmick where uh his show was being protested and he went outside with a sign. Yes. yes. And he and did. protested and they didn't even know what the fuck he was because it was stupid. Yeah. Vin? Odd side note before uh, Jackie loves and I mean loves the surfing MOD record. Really? Yeah. How bizarre is that? That's the My craziest thing I've ever heard. My mind is blown. I almost want to wake her up My and fucking get her to te- like oh. loves. And I was like, nobody even ever heard that record except you. Loves it and somewhere has a physical copy, CD copy of that record. I don't even know blown. what you're talking about. It's the EP that came out after USA for MOD. 
before the next record, they put like this joke EP out. Surf Nicaragua? No, that's, that's Sacred, Sacred Reich. Reich. <laughs> no. But Which is a rap. banging record, it by is. the way. Anyway. Much better than yeah, I thought you guys would, album. I that's thought you fun. guys would be. <clears throat> My mom that's crazy. Going. And I made a note to ask Jackie yeah. next it. week. Loves it. Strange part. Vin? Dan, 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 Dan. You're dead. <laughs> I have a very conflicted thing with Billy Milano. Uh, that's where I was going to go with it because yeah. I've heard, because obviously all that shit was tongue in cheek, but I heard that there's some. I mean, tongue in cheek or not, there's some language that he used that I don't care who you are or what your angle is. I can't get down with you. I can't support you. The SOD record musically was some of the greatest thrash ever made. But again, like lyrically, like as I got older, I'm just like, I can't get with it. I don't know the dude. I don't know anything about him. I can't say if he's a good or a bad person. <clears throat> but just going on the stuff that he said and put on record, I have a lot of trouble supporting it. Or... But that was a great fucking show, that MOD show. Jeffrey the Sweet. Teenage Rampage. Nice. Pablo? Is that like a, can a candy shop? <laughs> Come on, Google. I don't know who it is. I'm looking them up. They look like little uh, fancy ball, boys. Ball blitz. <laughs> fancy boys. Like he's fucking manly, man. Right. <laughs> like, he's, like he's oozing. Uh, yeah. Machismo? Yeah. I got a fucking spider tattoo on my body. Fucking <laughs> tough as snails. Touche. Thank you. <clears throat> Take that sweet and show it up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking gave you the point, and you still got to shoot, motherfucker. Yeah, that's him. Fuck. That's right, flinch, motherfucker. Then How you like that? Uh, <laughs> I I like sweet, and then I always say, because the Gavin likes them. Then I always say Lenny loves that band, and that, that's right. my brother. And then my brother says, "No, you stupid moron. I, I like, like Slade." Slade. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that either. <laughs> so, so. I, for some reason, I confuse them. I don't know why. I actually like both bands, but I don't know why. S and one syllable. Yeah. My, you it. know, my uh, monosyllabic. Yeah. Jeffrey Gil Scott Heron. He's a guy who I'm, <laughs> who I'm supposed to like, and at some point when I worked at Tower, I tried to get into it, and I don't give a fuck on any level. Pablo, say it. He is on my top ten list, uh, best of all time. Love him. Love the guy who plays the flute. Oh, you and like people who play the flute? I do, skin flute especially. <laughs> and uh, I had the privilege of seeing him perform live twice. Nice. Vin, I think I'm gonna give her a call. Nice. And Vin still has my one album. He won't get back to me. Nice spirits. I That's fucking long love, long. love. Love, love Gil Scott Heron, and I can't believe Pablo did not say, and what is on the moon? moon. So. Because all the bongo stuff I fast forward through. I, oh, yeah? I, oh, I, I, lo I, I love it. fucking hate all I love the poetry, because books, poems, and, and uh So, yeah, well, the first time I saw him play, the Tin Angel, he was like, people say... Uh, Gil Scott, when you're putting out another album, and I said, when are you gonna buy the last one? He <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking popped me on I'll that. I'll pop for that. Yeah. Jeffrey Leslie West, <clears throat> Mississippi Queen. Nice. 
Good on Howard. Uh, w- uh, maybe the most underrated guitar player of all time. Riff master. <laughs> and um, I actually like the parts he sung on Mountain Records. And all three is just took everything that uh, I was going to say. I was going to say, great guest, Mississippi Queen, and underrated guitarist. He had to get his leg hacked off, too. Choppa. Yeah. And he's still in good spirits and... Hey, what are you going to do? Wiggle with that leg. Can't put it back on. <laughs> Jesus. Right? Right, Joe G? <laughs> sure. Did he just call you Joe G? I said OG. I'm talking to Jeff. <laughs> Jeffrey, young buck. The wrestling guys? Or is it a rap guy? The wrestling guy. Right? The wrestling guys? Young bucks are the brothers. That's what I meant. Jeffrey, Hulk Hogan? <laughs> The rapper? Hulk Hogan's? I think that... um, I'm not going to like this. (laughs) He's going to call them spot monkeys. Go ahead. Say spot monkeys. I think that they are spot monkeys. Yes. I don't know what that is. Vinny has um, tried to sell me on them for about 17 years now. Their entire lifespan. Um (laughs) I appreciate them more now than I ever did, and that's still not very much. Hey, I don't like the fucking. I know it's coming for life. I I hate. I, I, I can't remember a couple minutes ago how I said I hated something. <laughs> this is on that. I don't remember what it was, but this is on that. Yeah, no, I don't hate them as much as that. But <laughs> tricked them. I don't like they're they're taking from the worst what I consider one of the worst gimmicks of all time and trying to make it cool and these fucking marks are buying it and it really bothers me. What's the me. gimmick? It's very hard to explain. Yeah. Save it for another time. Okay, Damn. fucking uh, Well, explain it or don't explain it. You're sitting there going, it's a hard uh, thing, uh, but don't ask me about it. But uh, ask me about it. The fucking moderator has spoken. He's making me a little bit legitimately angry, a little bit. I think you got to distribute pain, man. I mean, I think you got to call pictures of me with cobwebs. Maybe he's mad because you're drawing pictures of me and not him. I'm not drawing you anymore. You're on the banned drawing list. Me? Yeah. Fuck. It's done. That sucks because that means now it's all going to be me. He can draw me. Pablo, the young bucks. Yeah, they're okay. Jesus, I call them spot monkeys. Is what I the say. Pro- the- <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he just say what's that like three minutes ago? He's brilliant, man. Wow. He really is an American spot, treasure. Man. Spot monkeys, like spot after sp- uh, like. Do you know what a spot? No. Is? Oh. <laughs> no. How do you exp- You know what's crazy, man? You know when what I'm saying? Asked, <laughs> when people. When people are like, what are no. y'all talking about there? I'm like, yo, we have such an insular way of talking at this point yeah. that I don't know how to explain. Right. You uh, just we talked know about it. Someone know. took your phone and my phone and looked at the combos between they each other. They wouldn't know. Not, I bet one they sentence. They think that we are planning to take over like Yugoslavia <laughs> yes. and that it's happening tomorrow yes. and they, they're cracking some kind of code and yes. really we're talking about yes. like... It looks like binary code <laughs> mixed with... Yeah, Arabic right. and like Hungarian right. with wrestling slang mixed in. Right. 
spinning the young bucks. Love them. Um, fucking like great heels that get good, good heat. Um, super like. I love that arrogant type of heel, and uh, and they they do spot 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 spot. But I, I, I'm not mad at that because a lot of people can't do their spots. Jeff, Susie Sue. Uh, well, I like a lot of her songs. What I like more is the story in John Lydon's first book where she came over to his apartment and said, oh, I, I just got a washing machine, and he threw her out of the house because <laughs> 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 she was bragging about her new washing machine. And then he used to yell out the window to her, how's your fucking clothes? Your clothes real fucking clean? Fuck you. Yeah. Nice. Big Susie and the Banshees, Mark. Nice. I like them a lot. <laughs> Who, who, is, who is that speaking? Pubescent Pablo. Then <laughs> <laughs> Susie Sue. Did you bring up Sisters of Mercy on Tuesday? Yes. I think I did it in this round. He did. Board Association. What day is today? Know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was art, man. <laughs> My opinion of her and the band is the same thing about Sisters of Mercy. I was around people who listened to it, and it, it was uh, by proxy, and I, I didn't care, and I still don't. I, I, I don't get it. I sort of mark for Susie and the Banshees, but I liked that in Morrissey's piece of shit autobiography... He spent a good amount of time just trashing her. I like that she's on the the Bill Grundy interview. Right. That's and she's the one who Grundy's fucking with yeah. that Steve Jones Called gets pissed on. off about. Yeah. What real quick, what what is he shitting on her in as a person or musically? Marcy. Um mostly as a person. Okay. Yeah. Because as I told you, I bought the book pre-ordered it and got through like 10 pages it's the, one of the worst it was a it was a written. fucking yeah unreal it, it's it's a steaming hunk of shit all right and let's end it with ricky the dragon steamboat oh maybe the only guy off the top of my head i can think of that was consistent baby face throughout his whole career never turned heel yeah yeah Pablo. Was called the dragon. <laughs> Did he breathe fire? You <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. Pablo <laughs> loves it. You just got him to snort. Uh, Who did the Costanza uh, snort? <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't really know that I can answer during this storm of <laughs> psychosis. <laughs> I think it's gone off the rail. Right, yeah, well, let's switch it. It's not that. 
comment on Preview West and Pablo. <laughs> the only Gavin can do that. I mark for his impersonation of everyone. Shit. He's found a calling at He like, has in his early forties. I'm just glad it takes the heat off a stupid sicko. Does not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Unless you have anything to say about uh, Ricky the Dragon. Um, well, he was brilliant worker, but fairly he's 4,900 years old. And fairly recently, he did a program where Jericho was, like, shitting on the OGs. And he did some work and was better than, like, 70% of no the current shit. roster. And he looks like a million bucks. Yeah. So. Who for him? All right. And there yeah, you have okay. A non Pablo hat wearing version. Yes. Of Wordus. There were no hats for it's raining. That's why. This, it's, not, uh, it's not raining inside. <laughs> I don't really know how. What is going on with I him? I don't know, man. He's off the rails. He's fucking turning mics around. He's boycotting. He boycotted for like one word association. <laughs> you know, he can't I, shut he up. He can. He can't hold back. <laughs> Uh, Did when, he turn the mic around too? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You were like zoned out. He like pulled back and turned the mic away, and then crossed his arms. That's his version of the fucking. I was, black uh, I was power just gonna fist. say that. That was like, that's like the Olympics. Yeah, when them dudes did it, the black power. It fist was pro. Thing. It was protest. That's what he did. Yeah, that's what he did, man. Under protest, like Jesse Owens. <sighs> I might join his protest. Really? Thank you. I might it's solidarity. Solidarity. Well, if you used to, we're gonna. Us versus them. I'm out. It'll be five minutes of silence during yeah. word association. During the anthem? I'll have to take over. <laughs> well, Vinny. This is the, uh, what else is going on? <laughs> this is the part of the show uh, that I loathe. Or did you say love? Pablo, uh, do you know the word loathe? It's a loaf of bread? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. I like bread. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, finish it with. Finish it with the tagline. I, I'll eat the ends. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what we're waiting for. <laughs> and use the bags for lunch bags. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, did you ever hear back from son who? Uh... No. 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 Yeah, hopefully that dude learned. Uh, this is a segment of the show we like to call Dear Vin. I like to hate this segment of the show. My favorite segment ever. Because it makes me <laughs> sad. It makes me very happy. No, it doesn't. Dear Vin is fucking thoughts a maniac. Dear Vin. Dear Vin. I want you to teach me to rap because I listened to you very much and you inspired me, especially with End of Days featuring Block McCloud. Um, every word in this, including my name, is spelled wrong. <laughs> awesome. Wow. <laughs> And he wants me to teach him how to rap. I'd, I'd have to teach him how to speak first. You got to crawl before you can walk, son. And then teach him to spell. And then teach him to rap. Uh, this, is, this is brilliant uh, in a horrible way. 
Um, as usual, just because I'm not a shitty person, I won't go all in with the name of the this. I'm gonna put co- the word company in air quotes. Uh, hi, my name is Marcus. I work for an ad. I, I would say advertisement, but some people say advertisement, right? I work for an advertisement company called Blank Marketing. We would like to work with you in reference to your Facebook page, comma, meaning grammatically correct. So far, he's been grammatically correct and spluttering right. We would like to, <laughs> to work with you in reference to your Facebook page, comma, quotes, Winnie Paz with a W. No. Wow. A Winnie the Paz. Please email us at questions at blankmarketing.org or call us at 917 blah 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 347 blah 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 for more details. Feel free to check out our website at blah blah blah.org and research us before contacting us. <laughs> Thank you. We hope to hear from you soon. I think, first of all, I think the research is already done with Winnie. That's all you need to know about their company. Second of all, this bull's trying to take my fucking job. Yes, he is. That's what I do. Uh, how familiar? Pablo is probably most familiar with the QWERTY keyboard, and he's right. In, it's right yes. in front of you. Now, you know, I, I always tell the Winnie the Paz joke yes. overseas. People can't say their Vs, and let's be honest. They know our language way better than we know theirs, so I try to lighten up. Is W anywhere near V? No, the it's far away. Okay. Way far away. All right. So I'm thinking because the, both of these area codes are New York. New York. Um, up until that, comparatively, this was well-written, wouldn't you say? I'm not saying. I mean, compared to everything else? Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Comparatively, and Winnie Paz is in quotes. So... He's trying to tuck my job. Uh, this will be the final. I think that's from our friend Black. Dear Vin, well, you, you, you ruined how how I was going to approach this, but he's got to fucking rush it. He does. Yeah, he does. Vin, oh, is this the one where the guy killed himself? Right, again? right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> he's like Vin. Is this the one where the guy first went to his mom's house and called yeah. his mom cheating on his dad, and then he killed himself, and that? <laughs> Oh, proceed. Proceed. <laughs> the baby was his. <laughs> he was dead the whole time. It was all a dream. It, well, Sicko ruined it. I still want to hear it. It's it's your man's. Me too. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dear Vin, I've been asleep for a long time now, and it's a little bit scary repeating yourself for the dream. I've come so far now. I just tell myself, stick to the path. I better not catch ASAP with the coat out and no money they are selling bullshit farming. I was sleeping in my shell for a long time now. I just repeated myself for my goal. I went to the moon with the show I play with. I'm a saint, Vinny. I have seen the underverse. I'm not getting caught in public, though. That would be stupid. I'm bugging out about the crowd outside because they won't approach. You have a bulldozer, Vinny. You know what to say to them. My hard hat is on. I felt like I had... <laughs> I felt like I had to have burgundy ears, so I'll... I hope I'm doing the right thing. The crowd is saying less on in my head 
They're going to try to lie their way out. They put themselves in a corner. That is all. I think he's right. (laughs) On which point? I'm not disagreeing with him, per se. They put themselves in a corner. Nobody puts baby in a corner. (laughs) Nobody puts Winnie in a corner. That's right. Sways. Listen. What do you got? He with Sweezy? No. Sways (laughs) can dance. Sways hairdo can comb his hair. He can, can roadhouse. Sways can, can bounce at the double douche. He can right. do the fucking death punch and punch you in the heart and kill you. Well, he doesn't like to do that. Right, but he can. Sways can bang the broad in the closet room. Is that him or is that the other dude? Sway Sways can carry two Who bundles of roofing Who? at a time. Wow. Who did he bang in the... What happened? Was that the other dude in Roadhouse? He walks in. Roadhouse. I don't remember. Any. Sways can beat up Terry Funk a lot of times in the movie. Yes. Roadhouse. Sways apparently can kill a, that the other guy and a lot of his people in a town, and there's no repercussions. Yes. <laughs> Sways was a poltergeist. What? Oh, yeah. Sways can do pottery. Yes. <laughs> Big fan of Sways. Sways can surf with that fuck Keanu Reeves. And then go rob a bank. Wear a Ronald Reagan mask. <laughs> Sways can say something. No, no, War Child. What's that? What's the fucking. Oh, man. I don't know that movie well. Enough. Johnny Utah, man. Fuck. I forget. Johnny Utah. Love the Sways. Love him. All R. day. R.I.P., Pat. All day. That's how I know. Sick, all right. That. So the uh, we'll wrap this up the way we wrap up every show, and that will be. Where are we? Well, no. Well, look. Listen, listen. (laughs) I was a little thrown off because Pablo doesn't have a cheapo tip. Or he doesn't feel he has one that's up to par. And yet we I see, take um, we well, I'll one. take umbrage with that. And that's only because his daily life is full of so many. I think he needs to share with me a little. Like, he's not big on talking via text for whatever reason. It must bother him. But I think he should report. Like everything Things he does, does to me through the day, and, and then that I was, may, yeah, that may be it no might more. spark something. That's true. I mean, just earlier we had one. right. So you and I were like, "That's one." So I needed a sharpie, and and sicko was no selling. Being me. stingy with his sharpie, even though That's he right. had four in his bag. That's right. Stupid stingy sharpie Stupid sicko. Si- yeah, <laughs> Gavin gives me a turd like I'm a rented mule. Time out. <laughs> you gave me no, a time, turd. Time out, time out. You said to me, I need a Sharpie. And I said, I don't have a Sharpie. And he said, yeah. And Sicko said, yeah, I left the one here. We put it over there. I went and got that one, handed it to you. Just because it crapped out sometime in the process of last week, this week, whatever. Hey, listen, man. That's not my fault. Whose is it? Sicko's. How's it my fault? Right. It was your Sharpie to begin with. I'm fine with it being his. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so. I'm not fine with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm struggling because Sicko won't break bread. And Blow goes into his bag and gives me what appears to be a Sharpie. Always be prepared. 
I take the cap off. And he kept pushing it. Like, I got one. Yeah, I got yeah. one. I take the, the gimmick off the top to start writing, and there's no marker there's on it. There's nothing. Not even a nub. I wrote, like, six letters with it. and my f There was steam coming off of my head. So I fucking recap and throw it down out of anger in just waiting to throw it out. And this motherfucker takes it and re-puts it back in his bag. Right in the bag. We ask him what the fuck he's doing, and I don't remember his response, but... It, it looked like this tip was still there. I'll re-tip re it. We're going to use this thing. If there's still ink in there, we're going to use it. Maybe he'll melt some fucking crayons. <laughs> and jam email. I'll go to Michael's, get some new felt, re-tip it. <laughs> Is that possible? I don't know. No. Anything's possible at Michael's. <laughs> So Anything's you possible. You get, get me a glue gun and some uh, styrofoam. <laughs> fix that shit right up. So, uh, regardless, it, it's going to end up in Pablo's hands. T uh, you know, cheapo tip and no cheapo tip, because he will now uh, take us through the mailbag. Yes, we have a uh, triumphant return of somebody we all I, know and love. I mean, there's oh, been no. heat. I don't know if it's who you're. Oh, I think, but there's been heat. This can't be good. Yes, this is a uh, good old buddy correct. Oh, here we go. Is Questions he, for Pablo. He, what did oh, he look up on Urban Dictionary he, this week? He's not coming back at MacMan. Funny you should say that. Pablo, <laughs> when performing a bread box, there it is. do you prefer to use white wheat, rye, pumpernickel, or sourdough? So, and also, I'm trying to grow a bouffant, and yours is exquisite. Any tips on growing a healthy pompadour? Let's get to the first question. So, yes. So, I have to go to Urban Dictionary to see what he looked up. He First off, I'm a little disappointed because I taught him about the bread box. Uh, you, sh you gave him a bread box? No, how dare <laughs> you? How dare you? Okay. So, Urban Dictionary says, A bread box is a sexual act of shoving a rolled-up slice of natural homemade bread inside your partner's vagina... Allowing her juices to soak into the bread while at the same time jerking the bread back and forth to pleasure her, then pulling out the bread and eating it. Come on, man. So I guess if I, if, what did he, what did he give me? My selections? White wheat rye. I, I hate war rye more than anything. You, what word was that? You hate wild rye? rye. I hate rye bread. Do you like pom a nice pumpernickel? Pumpernickel, I do like. The uh, Outback one's really good. Okay. Sour? Are you sour? Sourdough is man? fine, but sour with, with with vag juice might not go well together. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna put any bread in there, would I'm you gonna, automatically make it sour? I'm gonna dough? now. I'm gonna do wheat because wheat has like a, um, <laughs> it's very natural, so it kind of would blend in with the natural, with the natural juices of the of the, of the with the of soiling the, of the of the, the partner's body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please stop. And then for the bouffant, I mean, either you got hair or you don't got hair. Either, I don't know it's what either you you were born with it or you're yeah. not. All right, next question. This is uh, kind of for the crew from Josh N. What up, guys? Question for all the crew. Recently, Vince spoke on a situation, his barbershop, where he was going to break someone's face. Anyway, about three <laughs> oh, months my. back, I got hit up by some wannabe 16 cholo kids in my hood outside of my house. Long story short, this homie rolled up and pulled a knife on my mother. Unfortunately, my gimmick was inside my house, so I didn't run inside and leave my mother, so I stood my ground, and afterwards he put the knife away and pulled a bat out and swung on me. No big damage done, and no one was seriously hurt. Anyway, sometimes I have dreams of killing the guy who pulled the knife on my mom. I'm not gang affiliated or any of that, so these fuckers just picked me out of the crowd. Did I do good standing my ground, or should I have, should I have walked away? 
thanks. Keep up the dope work. Give me gang forever. I think he handled it the best way he could because he he's still here telling the story. And if you leave your mom in, you can't leave, run. You can't leave moms. That's some right. sucker shit. So and it's you you stood your ground, and uh, it's. You had, I mean, you had no choice with your mom's there. You know what I mean? The bringing your mom's into the whole thing, for me, just sets a totally different tone. If you were dolo and you took off, then fuck it, because who knows what could happen. You know what I mean? But mom's, you know what I mean? Can't do that. So avoid those motherfuckers like the plague, though, man, because especially if they're on some front shit, because they're going to try to do some stupid shit to prove themselves. So stay far away from them kids. Okay, this is for the crew from my old friend, Cathal Farrell. Just noticed a line in Vinny's new song about the OG. I love it. And that video is getting uh, crazy reviews on YouTube. Oh, yeah, salute, Get, salute. credit, crazy in numbers. Anyways, I want to know how to make a real Philly cheesesteak. Because I think he's from, he's definitely not in America. I forget where he's from, but he's definitely not in America. Um, right now, I'm working with sliced white pan, red cheddar, and Tesco's cheapest steak. Enlighten me. And remember, if anyone asks, you didn't get it at Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's happening? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm no this. Remember how we were gonna like shoot on bad questions? I'm calling this. He's got white. He's got question. he's got white pan, which I guess is maybe a a, Why? That's not bad. a thing in uh, England. I maybe that's that's the brand of white cheese. So I mean, you definitely need American cheese. You gotta get that. You need American oh. cheese or cheese whiz. You need yeah. the right. You need the right cut of steak, which you're not going to get if you're not. It's a chip steak, I think, is what they cut up here. A ribeye. Sli- a ribeye sliced mega thin. You got to get the roll. You ain't got the roll. So it's fucking exactly. Th- it's a toss-up. You can not You can never get the rolls that we have here, so you'll never be able to taste. So you can get close, but you ain't going to get the full money. I like the fried onions. We talked Where about this earlier. Where is he from? I, I, I could look it up, but I know he's uh, he he's sent uh, a ship before. He's from overseas. Yeah, what you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fly the fuck over here and get one, man. All right, Jeez. last question. You know what I'm saying. Oh wait, look. No, 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 I'm with him. All right. I'm just saying, like, it's a lot. Of I work. Mean, we could send him again. We could send him one. We'll freeze dry it. Yeah. All right. I'm and then, oh look, one last question, Cody Mack. Oh, uh, this is a shocker. For who? Vin. Vin. Would the worst cross-country drive be you stuck in a car with correct and heated just talking about sports? I'd rather be with correct and heated cross-country than with sicko. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck do I got to do with any of it? That's the best possible answer to that question. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. That was uncalled for. Hey, that's How the, dare hey, you? Look, you would love to go cross country with me. I wouldn't like to go cross the cross city town. With I, you. Cross town with you. I wouldn't want to go from South Philly to West Philly. Yeah. And that, my friends, is lay mailbag. All right. Well, Jesus. We, we close every show oh, with recommendations. Gavin is unprepared. <laughs> Uh, Once again He doesn't uh, I saw sickos Out of the corner of my eye He's stealing everything From me Yeah uh, Everything is yours it, Well as exactly. long as you know that Exactly uh, You said it um, Recommendations We'll start with Stupid sicko Stupid sicko 
Mine is from a series of books that Vin invented. <laughs> he has written every single one of them. And so I'm going to steal from him um, this the book series. Vin's talked about it before. It's the 33 and a third. Uh, my actual my favorite one of them all is by a guy named Joe Pernis, P-E-R-N-I-C-E. It covers the Smiths meet as murder. It's different from any of the other 33 and a third books I've read because it's not technical. It doesn't talk about the album at all. It's more of a pseudo-fictional story of him being in high school and following a girl around who liked the Smiths and the meet as murder album being the background music to that time in his life and his pursuit of this girl. And it's really well written. It's a nice story. And it's a, it was a cool departure from the way all the other book, the, all the other ones are very technical on about how shit was made in the studio and how songs were written. Some of them aren't, but I, I, I okay. The ones that, that I've read, okay. that's been my experience with the ghetto them. boys. One very little has to do with the making of that the sounds album. Cool. And it has to do with the, the, um, uh, America and Black America at the oh, time of the record, cool. and Houston and the Fifth Ward and all of that. And actually, now that I think about it, uh, the one I read on Sly and the Family on the uh, what's the album with the the American flag? There's a riot going on. Yeah, it's sort of like that. It's about a dude and his father in the car. It's, since since thing. you're putting this over and I've put it over, I, I want to say to anyone that's buying these, the ones we've suggested, mm -hmm. definitely buy them. But the Nas Illmatic 33 and a third might be the worst book ever written, not about music, just ever. Oh, really? It's like, um, all this kid is, this kid admittedly in the book first heard rap in 2003. Hello! He's um, mega young, white kid, all he's naming wrong people who are legends. I have no idea how it slipped through the cracks because a lot of these books are amazing. Yeah. I just had to say that because... I didn't even know about that. You don't yeah. want that to be your first one. Right. Morning. I don't yeah, want yeah, someone yeah. to be like, they put these... I haven't read a bad one and I've read tons of them. I've read Meet is Murder. I, I own tons of them. Pet Sounds is great. Oh, they're, they're dope. The Public Enemy, dope. Beastie's dope. Uh, Slayer dope. DX Ferris did it amazing. But That's a great one. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. The Illmatic one, and, it, and it's a shame because that is, that is a that shame. album's brilliant and it deserves justice. Yeah, it deserves much more. This, this is my favorite of so the I'm ones. I'm sorry to cut you no, off. No, that's fine. Uh, this is my favorite of the ones I've ever read. Um, obviously, it's about a great album, but uh, I just really like the approach that the dude took to it. It really spoke to me. A lot of you're not gonna sing me this murder. It is murder. No. And the Because that's fried. what would happen. That's why. Pablo. Speaking Where of black and black. funk is with him. He's been shooting on me all night. He's shooting on everyone, man. Fuck. I feel like he's been throwing it my way more than anything. Usually yeah, no one else him. is shooting on you at all. Just me. I'm going to throw some shit at him. Speaking of black America. Oh, this is a cartoon I just I just found. It's a new one on Comedy Central called Legends, Legends of Chamberlain Heights. A word? I never it even heard of it. It is fucking hilarious. All right. 
It's like black bulls, but then there's a white bull, and then there's an Asian bull and a Puerto Rican bull, and they're just in the hood okay. doing hood shit. Okay. And the language is pretty bad. Like, it's where the Boondocks and Chappelle show left. They're picking up on it. All right, word. It's crazy. The episode that was on... How the, many episodes three, is it? Three. There are three as of right now. Right. The last one is the bull trying to get some new kicks, <laughs> and they're called Shackles. <laughs> and the commercial... Is like slaves running away from the slave master, oh, and then and then their shoes turn into gold, and they're called shackles. Like, yo, I gotta get the new shackles, yeah, wow. and it's just like crazy ignorant, and it's just and so what, them getting shackles is like what you guys were saying about South Street, like it turning in. They go in the bad part of town because it's the only record uh, shoe store that's got the shackles, right? Right. And then like they're the last in line. It's eight at night, and all of a sudden it flips. And now it's hood. It's not like a, a spot to buy. <laughs> so they got to get out of town and they play it off like the Warriors. Oh, word, word, word. So everyone's trying to get them because they got dope kicks. <laughs> it's just fucking hilarious. Uh, but uh, I got to peep It's this. crazy. called but, the Le Legends of Chamberlain Heights. Nice. OG, you got anything, pal? No, you just... I do. You just want to leave them with peace and love? No. My recommendation is the conversation that's going on in my head right now uh -huh. between... <laughs> I Stupid Sicko oh, and okay. Pubescent Pablo. Okay. That I'm working on for next week. All right. And also. So the is I, to wait. And also the iPhone 6 Plus. I do okay. not like the sound of that. <laughs> My recommendation. Am I shooting on Stupid Sicko in your head? It's a, it's a conflict. All right. My recommendation uh, is Lennon Remembers. It's actually. Uh, it's the full Rolling Stone interview that Lennon did with Jan Wenner um, in 1970, but this is updated uh, relatively recently in the 2000s. Um, if you're a Beatles fan, a Lennon fan, it's must read. It's 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 definitely an instance of you know be careful of getting to know your heroes too well because he's a dickhead. It 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 drives home. Why I am correct about uh, Yoko Ono and why Sicko, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Sicko and Gavin are incorrect. Jeff Gavin writes for me. She's a horrible person. She interrupts minimally 50% of the questions that Jan Wenner asks and butts in. In the book, she's in, an asshole. Yes. Like, yes. like I could open this up on any page <laughs> and open it to you and Yoko's answering a question for John. <laughs> Just a horrible, wretched, horrible human being. Um, John shits on Paul for most of it. Um, he shits on everybody for most of it. He somehow, uh, he, he does this thing a lot too. Um, this is like the fifth time I've read it. He'll shit on everyone and then shit on himself as if that absolves him like, ha, 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 we're all... Just like, well, I'm shitting on myself so I can shit on you, and I don't buy that. Um, but he he was a genius, is a genius. Um, probably the most brilliant mind, musically speaking, uh, the 20th century. Um, but the super difficult dude. Um, and for those who believe the OG and sicko that Yoko isn't a piece of human garbage. You can read this and that way know that I'm the right one about it. 
If it wasn't. Imagine all the people. If it wasn't. He didn't write that yet. Um, Imagine the man of the people. If it wasn't uh, <laughs> what time it is, I would yeah. argue with you, but I can't get into it. We now. can pick it up, man. To be time. fair to OG, he said she's not that much of a piece of shit to Courtney Love. He no, never said she no, was the no, best. No, he likes her. No, that's not true. Yes, that's it is. not what. That's not what I said at all. Yes, it is. I said that <laughs> yes, Yoko yes, is, is not. The the fault does not lie in Yoko. The fault lies in John. That's really what I said. Wow. Listen, I need. And from what you just said, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of proved the point. John was the problem. Nobody was telling John what to do. And John. Uh, oh, oh, listen. John was a difficult, nasty motherfucker yes. who, ne- who, by the way, needed people to take care of him. That was Yoko's role. Yoko made sure he got through the day. Yoko made sure he did this, that, and the other thing because he was so fucking difficult. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have done this interview with Jan Winner. He wouldn't have done whatever. Yoko's role was what John wanted her role to be. So he said, when we go do this interview, I want you to fucking speak up. I want you to fucking say whatever you say. I'm telling you, man, if you think that she had that much influence in that relationship, you are mistaken. Nobody was telling him anything. And just his ego, like you just said, with him shitting on everybody and all that stuff, nobody's telling him shit, including the millions of people who followed them when he first got with her and they're like, uh, he's like, oh, you're going to fucking react like that. Guess what? I'm marrying her and you're going to see her all the fucking time. He was a nasty, nasty, no, contradictory. Uh, uh, none of that relieves her of what she says when given the opportunity by him. I would almost bet that they had gimmicks worked out before they talked to anybody. That's because you correctly believe that everything is a work in this case i don't think that it was he wanted to change his image Uh, he admits as much yeah in in not not those words but he wanted to be a revolutionary he wanted to be involved in the movement he also thought whatever he wanted shit to be harder he wanted yeah the problem is he was already who he was you you don't change that it doesn't it doesn't work that way so Yoko, if anything, was part of the gimmick and worked for him. She she worked for him. He didn't work for her. Kubi. I just don't think that, you know, and, and it's not defending. That, it's not defending Yoko so much as Yoko was a pawn in this game. Yoko didn't have the power to do any of this stuff. When you're given a voice in my opinion you have the opportunity to do what that will with that voice and every time she spoke up since the late 60s i haven't liked anything that's come out of her mouth so it's not a situation where if i'm gonna have to say she ruined the beatles and made john do this and do that i might not say that but i won't well, I, if we're talking about her individually as a person, I don't give a fuck. I just think that she she was a she was a sort of scapegoat for some people needed to blame somebody for the Beatles breakup thing. 
that shit was the collision of the two egos. And Ringo and George not wanting to deal with it anymore. I mean, Paul's the one that officially broke up the Beatles. Yeah, Paul's the first one that quit. That's debated. Even with John, there were with well uh, was, but, after uh, Brian, uh, what's his name died, they're in the Apple offices. John does. John wants to quit, but they don't want that to be announced because it's gonna fuck up their business. It's gonna fuck up the Apple shit that they had all their money in or whatever, which is an awful idea. If I remember right, that's a separate time from when Paul. This is at the very end. Paul quit. Paul did in an interview and said, I'm no yeah. longer a Beatle. Right. That but is John. Paul, John already wanted to quit. They talked John out of announcing it. Then Paul announced that he wasn't a Beatle anymore that's, on a snake move. That's John's story. And I'm the, the McCartney defender. But between the two of them with the egos and the fucking bullshit going back and forth, who the fuck knows what was true? I know that George was like, guess what? Not dealing with you two anymore. Yeah. So who is, I mean, it just it basically imploded whether Yoko was there or not. It doesn't really matter so much who quit and who who broke the band up and who did whatever. People needed somebody to blame. I'm saying you can take out two brilliant guys and their psychoses out or or neuroses out of the equation, right? And I still think the same way about it. If you if you feel like uh, I'm like putting it on her, I, I won't. They they were fucked anyway. They yeah were. yeah yeah. That's that's really what my point is. She gets a bad rap for now. Now if you're gonna tell me she shit about her as a person, that I'm not gonna debate. But she gets a bad rap as far as the scapegoat for the problems with the Beatles and John going down the road he went down. I don't believe Yoko had a fucking thing to do with either one. That was all John shit. Being a you know, 30 year old who has access to everything, probably one of the wealthiest people in the world at the time Absolutely. who can do whatever he wants. And he decided that, that was going to be his trip for a while. She wasn't telling him shit. Yeah. Um, is she as a person fucked? Sure. I don't, I don't know. I don't care. So it's it, maybe you misunderstood. I'm not defending her her as a person per se but defending that she was not the problem in the Beatles and with John John was calling them shots for sure yeah sure and honestly the two of them were fucking junkies at the time yeah so you know how that fucking goes yeah of course we've all been there <laughs> we've all been there you know what I'm saying I don't think either <clears throat> one of them were really the, the, the best people in the world at the time hey Dioka yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. You I hate saying? her too. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is Yoko. Oh no! No, I'm saying. Thirty-four. No, I'm saying. Of. No, I'm saying. The. No, I'm saying. Broad. No, I'm saying. Street. No, I'm saying. Break. No, I'm saying. Down. No, I'm saying. Stay informed. See y'all next time. No, I'm saying. Peace. No, I'm saying. No, I'm saying. No, I'm saying. No, I'm saying. No, I'm saying.